Southern Vanguard Radio. This is DJ John Doe, and to the left of me is my man, Cappuccino. Cappuccino. Cappuccino, please. Screws, what up? ladies and gentlemen. That's what it turns into. Like by the time I get like about into the probably like the fifth or sixth bar of Mr. Christmas himself right now. Yeah, uh, it's it's not like Scrooge McDuck. It's like um, Scrooge McDough. It's like um, it's like the Incredible Hulk. Man, I'm about to fucking Mm. burst out of my goddamn clothes. Hey man, you hang in there, man. You hang in there. Pre lit, pre lit versus no lit. All right, I'm going to stop right there. Thank goodness. I'm team you know. no lit. <laughs> team no lit. <laughs> How For are real. you, man? I'm good, yeah, Actually, man. you're looking quite festive tonight. Well, you know. I'm, it's Look the, at that red tis, Chino shirt. I mean. Tis the season, my that is, that is the season, you know man. Saying? You need like Tis the season, man. But, you know, I, I'm disappointed that the. It's the, the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year. <laughs> I'm disappointed that your, um, your the long tee is not green. Now that would have been some nah, shit. I ain't you ready for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I don't want us to get in a, a physical altercation. I know oh, that would just. Green. Your that pants would just, green. That's that would just go. throw you. <laughs> I thought I was gonna come in here tonight. You had the Santa costume uh, <laughs> <so> on. <laughs> that would have been the shit. How are you, dude? I'm good, man. Everything good weekend. Good. Everything hey, go man. okay? I'm here, man. All right, you're here. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah we're I'm talking here. Family we're tonight, here. so it's all good. Yes, sir. All yeah. right. So, uh, real quick, before we get down to business, this is Southern Vanguard Radio. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time because you're a fan of the gentleman that we have on the phone with us tonight, then please, please, I implore you, go to one of these platforms and share, like, follow, subscribe, all that good shit. It really does matter. Please do it. SoundCloud, iTunes podcast, MixCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Yes. If you don't like listening there, you can go to Return of the Boom Bap. You can go to atlhiphop.com. Uh, Raw Radio. There you I go. Am classic. And Soul Public Radio on the West Coast. There you go. I There's got you on. Four, four other places. Yeah. You can go to to, uh, to to get down with the sound. We so, everywhere. We're everywhere. Worldwide, baby. So, uh, <laughs> worldwide. So, uh, mix show on Tuesdays. It's gonna be another. This is gonna be another week, Beaks. I, 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 I'm telling you, it's gonna What's be up? another week. It I just is. It, it just is. Uh, mix show on Tuesdays. Yeah. Interview session on Thursdays. Twice a week. Smithsonian yeah. Gray. Twice a week. Meeks. Tw- twice a week. Though. Yeah. Twice a week. Twice Meeks. a week. Meeks. All right. So, uh, Meeks. What do we even start with? Man, with this I guy? don't know. What what do we even say? Man, I just want to know if Melo ever got his shades back. Well, I don't know about what's his story. <laughs> I don't know the <this> story. <laughs> it's classic ATL hip hop <laughs> moment, man. Right. Spec. Mark Spec. Yeah, hey, man. yeah, yeah, you got to remind me, man. People be <laughs> reminding me of all kind of shit like that. Like, yo, such and such had to get his tennis back. Classic Brody champ shit, man. Back. That's what I'm talking about. But did Melo ever get them shaved? I think he got them back, man. <laughs> 
I think he, I think we man, was at a photo shoot. I don't even remember. Had, man. You know what I mean? I know we passed the statute of limitations on anything we're talking about tonight. So, <laughs> oh well, I mean, we way past I mean, that. It's whatever. At, I don't at this remember, at this man. point, it's Be just it's just you. good fun. <laughs> That's what it is, uh, man. Living that living that hip hop life for yeah, real. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even I don't even really want to understate it like that. You know what I mean? But it was just a real great time, great time period, and it was a dynamic time period. No doubt. That a yeah. lot of seeds was planted during that time that you know we still seeing you know the trees now and shit. Absolutely, that's what's up. So, Mark, what's what's up, man? We, we like to talk a little history here, but we also want to hear about what's going on new. You've had a pretty busy 2016 or last half of 2016, at least in my opinion. So, I mean, uh, let, let's catch up on the new shit, man. Like, what, what's uh, what, what's going on right now? I got an album out. Um, well, I got a few projects I dropped on the same day in, um, like, July, August. I dropped this project um, called Keep Playing. That's a continuation to the album just play with it that i did with my homie blockhead yep. who is a renowned producer um he's been around for a long time he's been cool for a long time and the first project was received so well that it didn't make sense not to do a follow-up plus we had some songs laying around that were equally as strong and could have been on the first project that i held and was like nah this is going to be the basis for the next one, the continuation. So that's why when you listen to both projects, it can be pretty much almost interchangeable because some of them songs are from them sessions, that era, that time that the first one was getting done. Gotcha. So that project, you know, that's been getting a lot of good feedback, a lot of good, you know, some good responses. Um, Sold out. We did limited CDs, sold out of those. The digital been moving, and I got some vinyl coming on my own imprint, Grouchy Party. So I have my own my own label pretty much now, um, putting out vinyl. We're going to do some limited additional vinyl and different other things coming up. But, you know, all my whole history and my whole time and all my stumbles and all my lessons and everything has led up to this moment now where it's like, right. I really control everything 100%. I have the, I got the distro link, you know what I'm saying? And it's a great, it's a great time, man. And I also put out this project called Bionic Jazz with my man, Mobonics, who I've known since like 98, you know what I'm saying? Since way, way, way back. Um, introduced to me by my man, myself from the Micronauts. That so whole dope. era. Dope, dope. Um, so me and him have been out the loop, in the loop, out the loop, in the loop with each other for a long time. And we finally got together in like 20, 2009, 2010 and started banging drinks out. And we got a lot of um, organic shit on there where it's like people really feel the rawness. I got a couple of beats I did on there with Lex. So it's a that's an equally as strong project, but different, like totally, totally different yeah. than the drink with Blockhead. But, um, that shit, we got beats with Blockhead did a beat on there. We got a beat from Doom on there. We got um, some drinks from Cool Art, Lex Boogie, myself. You know, that's a real cool project, too. Bionic Jazz, go check that out. That's more of a slow burner, whereas, like, more people were talking about the Blockhead joint just because of the familiarity right. with the other would just play with it. But a lot of people have been hitting me like, yo, 
just buying a jazz shit is tough. I'm like, damn, what you expect it not to be? Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like, uh, yeah. This shit is hard. So, you know, but I, that's how I like my, my music and everything to come out anyway. It's like, I'm not going chase you down and beg you to hear my shit. It's like, I'd rather you discover it on your own and then come back to me like, oh, this shit is hard. Right. It, so, it, it feels better. It, you know, I hold more value to it. So you've been working on uh, Bionic Jazz for a minute, though, haven't you? Because I, I remember, I mean, I remember hearing about this over the years. And then when I went back and did kind of, you know, the research uh, for tonight, you know, this project was mentioned in a bunch of interviews, even going back, I, th- I think, to like 2008, 2009 or something. Like, did I read that right, or am I thinking about I mean, another project? Put it like this. This is the perspective on everything I give everybody. The music you hear from me today, it wasn't done yesterday. It might have been done yesterday. Mm-hmm. It might have been done six, seven, eight years ago. But the way I sit with music and I live with it mm-hmm. is that I try to make sure that, you know, if you're going to get an, uh, uh, an apartment and a roommate or some shit, or you're going to get a, you know, you know, you're going to go into an agreement or an arrangement with somebody, you're going to live with them. You want to make sure that everything is right so that, you know, when you live with them or you do any kind of partnership or radio show, anything you're doing with that person, you're making sure you're in sync and that you feel it like it's okay, it feels right to you. So that's how I treat music. Like I live with it. You know what I'm saying? So that by the time you get it or you hear it, it don't matter if it's today or 30 years from now, it's mm-hmm. still going to be fresh. No you know doubt. what I mean? Got you. I get that 100%. So, um, Mark, this, uh, uh, the follow-up, uh, joint with Blockhead, that's on Hypnot, right? This is your, what, second or third release, um, and kind of in partnership with Hypnot. Tell us a little bit about that and how that works. Well, when we were shopping around the first one, we shopped it to a bunch of people and, you know, they was kind of declining it because it wasn't that the music wasn't good. It was the fact that people weren't spending any money on music. They're not giving advances. Like a lot of people was getting funded on around that time. So I basically, you know, I learned from, again, previous mistakes to where I tell any artist, man, like, you got to control your shit 100%. Like, if you don't control your shit 100%, how do you expect anybody to invest a dime or an ear or a second of their life even giving you <laughs> a listen, you know what I'm saying? Or to even invest money in so I try to keep control of everything and make sure it's done totally. Like the album is done pretty much mixed master. The artwork is all done. So to where like if an investor or label comes in, you could be like, okay, I like it. The presentation is good. I listen to it. It's solid. All right. We might be able to make some bread off this shit. Mm-hmm. So Kev was one of the people I reached out to and he got back to me like not, the next day, like an hour later, after he listened to the shit, after he downloaded, like let's go. So he he extended a, a basically a PMD deal where he pressed and distributed and licensed the music for a couple of years. So that's how he rolled. But I still, you know, we retain a hundred percent of everything that we do, you right. know, licensing deals and different shit like that. So. Kevin Hypnot has been a big part of spreading the word and helping helping to extend getting getting my retail history 
which is another thing I tell artists because everybody rap, but if you want to be taken seriously with these, you know, retailers, you know, these distributors, you have to have a history. All the free songs and mixtapes and downloads and all that shit is cool, but it really don't mean nothing unless you have like, yo, I've, I've really sold this or this is what we've done already. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So, um, so speak on that a little bit, Mark. So, I mean, because the world's a lot different than, you know, when you first started putting out records some time ago, when, when we all started putting records out some time ago, Mark, you still traveling a lot. I got my first rap check in 1998, fam. I got flown to New York to work with fucking Sergi Ultra Magnetic MCs and, um, and was around Daddy O from Stetson and, he introduced me to Cool Keith and a bunch of people. And I was in Harlem, did my first shows up there, you know, under that kind of tutelage to where I was getting a per diem. You know what I'm saying? A, a little daily expense to live and shit. And was really like, damn, the money came, the label dried up. Okay, boom, that's gone. That was 321 records. Then... Subverse came along in like 99 with Big Jess and all them. He was signing, moved to Atlanta, signed to Mike Renat, signed to Life, MF Ben, a couple of people around them heard me based on the Mike Renat's putting me on and was like, yo, if you can come up with songs, you can have a deal. And I ended up doing two songs and it was a vinyl era where like, you know, the shit was getting sick to Stretch and Bob and all them people back in like 2000, 2001. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The end of the underground era from like, that was like 96 to what, 2000, 2001, really? 2002, maybe? Yeah. That, just being a part of that, but getting to the point where like, yo, I'm seeing, okay, you need vinyl and this is how the game operates. The vinyl is what makes you or breaks you as an artist. If you ain't got vinyl, right. good luck with anything. You, you're not yep. incredible on no level. So, you know, we, you know, y'all too, prophetics, all of them, we were around seeing some legends made around that, like people that are considered some of the greatest artists of all time, like was made during that era that we all kind of bridged on. But my thing, my, my history was about heartbreak because I had a deal at Subverse. I'm waiting on $10,000 to come through. I'm broke, like. Yo, yes, please. Because all I got is tree money and this and that. And I'm flipping and bouncing, staying here and there. Shit was like kind of unstable for me around that time. Right. right around like when I had that deal. Because I, lis- I was listening to lies. I was listening to label people tell me, yo, your money's coming. You know, you get a little $2,000 and you feel like, oh shit, the money really coming. I got 10K coming. I got Big Just making beats for me. I got Doom telling me he's going to make beats for me mm-hmm. for fucking $200 a pop. Once my fucking, my, um, my, my, um, and my, my budget clears, I got fucking, I'm already in the lab with Science of Life. I be banging out two, three songs a day with me. And then a label disappearing and you sitting there waiting on eight stacks to come through and nobody answering the phone. Right, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been through that to where I was like, yo, fuck the industry. And then formed Brody Champs with, like, my family. Dude, that we didn't connect on no rap shit. We was really just on some, this is my niggas who I go out with and this is who we do dirt with. Like, 
it just happened that niggas was nice with the rhymes. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's like organic when you hear us rhyming and shit like that. And then from there to go through that period of getting signed again, getting lied to, then I've been signed like eight times in my life. Right, I have got advances. Right. I've got a couple thousand dollar advances from labels that are no longer around that I don't owe no money to. You know what I mean? Right. Mark, you still travel a lot? You still you still out and Hell about yeah. quite a bit? Traveling is the whole thing, man. Like, you can't say you know anything unless you travel. Mm. You don't know nothing unless you travel. That's why I even, I don't know shit, but I feel like I know a little something just because I've been to different places. Like, mm-hmm. I know what cheats in Italy taste like. You know what I mean? I know what Japan snow looks like. I know what London is like. So, I mean, I'm, in, I'm living in New Orleans. I bought a crib out here now just because I'm seeing how how the city is moving and, you know, the rebuilding. It's a, it's a real, it's like a gold mine right now. What, like do you, what, are you, what are you personally seeing down there going on right now? I'm seeing the same shit that been going on. You know, uh-huh. the rich getting richer, the poor getting poor. You know, a lot of death, a lot of murder. A lot of sweet looking houses, a lot of nice cars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful women. Mm-hmm. Cutthroats. You know what I'm saying? But it it's life. That's life, man. And and the purity of it, it's like kill or be killed right now, you know. And the whole thing is there's a disparity going on down here. Like you talk about gentrification like Harlem and and different places like that is different here because there ain't no empowerment down here. Hmm. They're either you're the wait staff, your service industry, or you're dead broke, or you know, there's a sliver trickle of people down here getting it, but not really. Has and the have nots. And it's way more have nots than the haves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been in New Orleans but for a minute now, Mark. Right? It's like an island. It's like a it's to me. I've been coming here since 98, you know what I'm okay. saying? So right. I know it before Katrina hit. Okay. I know what this, what it feels like. You know, I was very familiar with it, taking the Greyhound down here and shit, 12 hours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, seeing what happened to Katrina and then coming back gradually after the rebuilding is starting to take place, it's like, yo, I wish I had the bread to do what I'm doing now in 2007. Yeah, right. It was it was like people getting some real paper down here. Hmm. You know, investing their money the right way. Seeing it's foresight. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to see 10 years from now, five years from now. It goes back to what I do with the music. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I'm not putting no music out that I really don't feel like you're not going to be able to bang in 20 fucking 25 or 2030. Hmm, right. I hear you. So, so I'm here seeing the cribs and shit and seeing the real estate market and different things. And I had invested in Atlanta. I was a dude like, I was up top with the hustlers. I was down south with the hustlers. <laughs> it's no difference. That's why people, it's a joke to me. And it shows your lack of education when you look at and try to have some bias about where somebody's from. Because them dudes down south had the gold rim frames and the old caddies and was getting it, flipping cars, <laughs> yeah. flipping houses, flipping all type of shit uh-huh. way back. Yeah. Yeah. 
And and it's the same grind, you know. That's this the people that helped put me on my feet when I came down south. When I came to the south, I went to school, and then when school was done, I had nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't even go. I did two years of school, and then I was out, and then I had nothing. I was working little dead end jobs. I was working at Chinko's, but like, I you know, that. doing like mixtape covers on the local. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I remember that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was doing dead end shit, flipping my little tree, you know, partying, rhyming, and and um, you know, living life, man. But when I started really getting on my financial grind, it was like, yo, cats was showing me going to the auctions and getting the whips for like eight hundred to twelve hundred and flipping them drinks for two and twenty five hundred, three thousand, building up, building up to where you can, you know, get your credit right and then get a credit for eighteen thousand. Put eighteen thousand in the crib, get that shit, hold it, and then flip that. You know what I'm saying? The last crib I had in Atlanta was on the west side, which is popping now. Yeah, but I had is. that vision in 2006, 2007 when I got the crib. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. when I go to it, and I was just in the A a couple weeks ago, and I was like, yo, see, showing wifey like, okay, I know they was about to do something to this shopping closet. Mm-hmm. I know they about to do that. If the schools improve over here. This is going to be a plot. And the spot I sold appreciated by like 100K. You know what mm, I'm saying? So right. Nice. It's, it's having that kind of hustle and that kind of vision and not being trapped in the one thing. And that's what I see us with people. Being a people too much doing is like we more concentrating on the flash and telling everybody and trying to show off shit instead of really doing that shit. Word. So, Mark, what do what do you um what's going on locally in NO, man? Are you getting out out and about much? Like um like music wise or or are you just kind of focused on on just straight business or like what's what are you getting into locally down there, man? What's it like? Man, I get up every morning, I throw a record on, you know, I got the vinyl crazy right now. Um and basically slap box with my son, walk outside. I got a little garden here, pick some mint. I got some ginger to make some fresh mint ginger tea, like on some Amsterdam shit, twist up. <laughs> you know, look outside at the beautiful air. You know what I mean? It's, see a palm trees in the street. They pick like an orange off my neighbor tree or some shit. You know what I mean? And, and just recline. I got a bungalow in the back. I'm chilling, man. Like, I'm thinking about just getting my label off the ground. I'm not thinking locally. Like, locally, when yeah. I got here, New Orleans, the scene is like 1998, 99, Atlanta. Mm. Okay. So, in the conversation I'm having with y'all, I'm trying to tie everything together. Like, think about Atlanta, 98, 99, 2000, the conversations and things, the different dynamics that was going on, seeing the city try to be built, seeing the music scene, people like India Ivy at open mics and drama still DJing regular shit and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's that kind of talent here, but it's gonna take more of a push. The light is not down here at all and the city is still rebuilding. So it's literally right. like some nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine Atlanta shit. Like the city is dope. Like you could go out 
some mad shit going on every night. Local artists is dope. There's some local MCs. These cats sick hop, all work, no play. There's a couple people down here that's really getting it in. And I'm seeing their potential. Like, I tell them, like, yo, that shit is going to be crazy. Wait 10 years from now. Right. Hey, Mark, what you and uh, what you and Lex Boogie working on right now? Y'all got some things y'all, you know, trying to get out there to the people. Man, Lex Boogie's my family, man. So he's, I mean, really, I'm not, I'm not really working on too much music. I'm working on getting out what I've already, already done. done. I got on, you. Yeah, I'm working on reissuing the Ghost Maker Project, which was, would have been my Subverse album that people been asking me for for like a decade plus. I'm working on um, putting out the project I did with Gary Wilson, Broken Mazes, um, on vinyl. I might do some seven, like a seven inch with that. Um, putting out uh, the Bermuda Triangle, which is my, my brothers, the Blue Brothers, and this dude Alka, who is like, just crazy with it. There's some Philly street that just a raw... You know, it's a little deeper level. It's that raw, hardcore battle, but it's that feeling. You know what I'm saying? That real essence. So I'm putting that out. I'm gonna probably put out that nice project, H Pone. You know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. We we getting older, man. Like I was no. that dude in the street back when people was was doing shit like rhyming in the street. Remember that? Way, yeah. way, way yeah. back. Yeah, sure. You know, Meeks. I know you know you was there. When yeah. <laughs> catch, catch used to scissor it up, get busy in the streets, in the corner of the club, in the back of the club, like, that shit is at, cool. At the at at yeah. any moment, you know? <laughs> For Man, sure. Any moment. And it used to be like that. Now everybody's in their house. So I'm trying to adapt to <laughs> what's going on. I got you. Yeah, you're right. Everybody is in their house. I'm damn sure in the house, Playboy. Everybody in the crib. Y'all I'm used to it. being out four or five nights a week to five days. Yeah, like, but, yeah. but you, 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 you nailed it right down, though. We getting older, man. Ain't shit out there in them goddamn streets, man. <laughs> Let's keep nah. that shit a buck. Please, there's nothing. We used in to the make st- shit out in the street, man. You know yeah. what I mean? We used to make that shit happen or just fall into it. I used to, I mean, to me, people be like, "Yo, when I first left from up top to go to Atlanta, and then I'd be down there for a minute, like, damn, like my niggas in Philly, my niggas in New York, my niggas in Jersey, damn, you still down there, huh? You still made it down there? You doing it down there? I'm like, son." I've made this shit a 24-hour city regardless of where I'm at. I know where every after-hour spot, I know where every bootleg's were, I know every, I knew where every nook and cranny was in Atlanta to where it was like, yo, it made it seem like it was a 24-hour city. Right. It wasn't no, like, 2 a.m. shit is closed. Okay, go home. Nah, 2 a.m. If yeah, you know, Atlanta, Atlanta was a spot. You know what's going on. Yeah, Atlanta was a spot. If you wanted to be 24 hours, it, you could. Yeah, you, you could make it happen. It. Yeah, you can make that happen. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no doubt. Yo, when the last time so you I'm been about, to Philly? Huh? When the last time you been to Philly? Uh, Last year. Last year? What's going on up there? Anything Anything uh, worth checking for coming out of Philly? I just told you that Bermuda Triangle shit. Yeah. I'm going to get it to y'all exclusive to play on your show. I know, I've been listening. I know y'all been playing some bangers, so I'm like, all right, yeah, I got 
Yeah. I'm at the point now where I'm trying to facilitate. It's not really all about me. Okay. And that's the thing is like, yo, I'm still working on music. I probably always work on music. But at this point in my life, I'm trying to get out some real solid projects, reissue a couple of joints, and put on um, the Booth Brothers and and this Alka joint. It's crazy. Like, this Bermuda Triangle shit, I'm telling you. Once the project is done, it's an album. But I'm about putting my stamp on shit now. So I'm, I'm trying to get that Gucci Party logo once you get it on the back of your record to be like the Motown joint. Mm-hmm. You see it, mm-hmm. you flip that record over, you see that logo, you're going to be like, okay, yeah, I need to get this record. So that's the mode I'm in. That's but, what's you know, up. Just enjoying life, man. Traveling. Yeah, man. I'm, I got a show in New York on the 15th. Um, salute to uh, NASA and Billy Woods, the good people up there. And then I, I got a show with y'all in Atlanta the 27th. And then I got man. some shit coming up in Orlando in uh, January. Just Moving around, man. You no know, I, I eat, man. I know that. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Wasn't even doubting that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, I appreciate y'all, man. Definitely keeping me in the loop and every family as well. You know, I go back with each of y'all differently on different levels, but it still goes way back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good to see you in a couple of weeks, man, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to that shit. What are you going to what are you going to be dropping at the show, Mark? You you uh you got a you got a set list together for uh for ATL yet or we're just going to have to I wait mean, and find out. I'm doing some I'm doing some new music definitely. I'm going to do some new joints that um I did off the Blockhead project. And honestly, I got a, a video coming for the song called 88 Bars that's off of that album. Um, I'll probably do that. But again, man, like I'm so at peace with everything. It's still grouchy, but I'm so at peace. It's like, I'm really, I'm going to Atlanta, like where I'm going to eat at. I'm not even thinking about the show. really. Like I'm thinking about the spots where I need to go get my plate. <laughs> you know what I mean? You trying to go get like, some food. <laughs> That's crazy. Where are you trying to go, Mark? <laughs> Where are you trying to go? What what what's what's your, what's your top three or top five? You you gotta you gotta go hit when you're in town. I'm always gonna be at the Octopus Bar mm-hmm. at night. Like it, you know, it opens some nights after ten thirty. Yep. I'm gonna be at the Octopus Bar late night. I'm gonna probably you probably catch me at home going early early in the morning and mid afternoon. Anybody's guess. I might be on Visa Highway. Mm-hmm. I might be out Stone Mountain. I might, you yeah. know, I might be downtown. It's it's hard to put a pin on it, but I know the morning probably gonna be home run. The nighttime probably gonna be out of this bar. Got you. Yeah. That's All what's right. up. I got a different taste, man, and it's from traveling, dude. Like once you travel, like the last time I went to Europe, I was out there for a, a good minute. Like yeah, I wasn't. Ex- I wasn't I expecting almost, you. I uh, wasn't expecting you to touch down in New Orleans, man. I I thought you was. I thought I, I always, you know, a couple of times I thought you was like real international out there. You know, I seen right. you in like Colombia and Bogota and shit like that. I thought you would have been. Mean, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta see the whole picture. Like, I got a kid now too. You know. My son is from down here. That's so what's like, up. 
he's here, so the thing that's is... That's why you are. Also, I mean, he could be anywhere. That's yeah. not to say he's here, but... No, nah, I get it, though. We have a... We have a vested investment in, and again, it's a vision. It's mm-hmm. the same type of vision that people that was in Cabbage Town had would have told you in 2002 and you would have looked at them like, whatever, dude. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's the same kind of vision. I'm in a very dynamic area where I, I'm in the city. I'm not out in the burbs somewhere. Like I'm in the city. They're about to spend $8 billion here in the next seven, eight to 10 years. There's a $150 million resiliency project going on to build a canal infrastructure that may be duplicated over throughout the country if it is successful here. There's a $200 million medical district. No, a $2 billion medical district being built off of Tulane Avenue, as well as different... uh, uh, revitalization let's say all around different areas that were not too well off 10 50 not 10 well of course not 10 because it was katrina but that weren't off well off even before katrina are now seeing more than just gentrification they're seeing like a real crazy revitalization so it's more like if you could be anywhere on this earth and you wanted to be somewhere tropical and still you know lively entertainment wise and still fly and still dope weather like it's about to be cold this week but it's going to be like 70 next week next sunday you know what i'm saying so it's an investment for a minute dope. you're seeing places that was people was buying for sixty thousand and flipping them for 360 you know what i'm saying dope. so i'm here for a minute <laughs> got you that's what's up i gotta tell you what i'm here for a minute <clears throat> yeah, I mean, New, it's, New not an end all, it's not an end all be all to answer your question. I might, you might still see me in Amsterdam. I got a few spots out there where, you know, or Paris or somewhere like that where it's, I'm in the neighborhood and, you know, I'm just blending in. <laughs> all right. I got to tell you, New Orleans is one of the more interesting places that I've 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 been, at least as far as the United States is concerned. When last time you was in New Orleans? Uh, let's see. When was the last time I was down there? It was quite some time ago. I have not been there post Katrina. I will say that. Um, not because I didn't want to go, just haven't had the opportunity. But you know, when Egon and I were running around a lot, we spent a lot of time in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that is uh, probably one of the more enjoyable times in my life, hands down. But man, New Orleans is such a—I uh, don't—I don't even know—I don't even know you can say eccentric, but I mean, like, it is literally like it, the minute you roll into that motherfucker, man, like you just feel it. You know it. Yeah, you know it. I, the, the only place I've ever been to that has even come minutely close is Savannah, Georgia. And that's just like it's just a touch of that. Like it's, I'm not saying it's anywhere close to it, but I mean when you're there, man, just the energy in New Orleans is just incredible. Yeah, it's a lot of spirits out here. Yeah, it's dark city. It's Mm -hmm. layered too. Like, and that's the dope part about it is the point in my life where I chose to come down here is perfect for discovery and just being able to catch it the right way and not just being here for my while coming out. Right. It's like I've been able to absorb it. Like even my cooking is on 10 right now because I've been, you know, I've been in the kitchens. I've been in those kitchens with 
you know, them real, the real old school Creoles, like chopping up veggies with them. You know what I mean? So I've been soaking it up fully. Even when, you know, people come visit me, I take them to the hood, I take them here, I take them there. So they get the full 360 of the city. Like, yo, this is the bread. This is the boat. This is, this is this, this is that. But it's an exciting time, man. It's, you know, you gotta, you gotta duck the fucking, the, the slugs going around everywhere around this motherfucker. But, Believe that. You know, I'm from right. Southwest Philly too. Where I'm from, like, it wasn't really sweet like that either. And mm-hmm. I was all over different places, you know, almost got murdered in Atlanta. Not because it was meant for me, but because, you know, I was on scene when the shit went down. So hmm. it doesn't matter. You know, it could be, you could be anywhere and shit could go down. True. This is true. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. That's very true. So you, you're going to, you're going to be in Nino for a while, you think, Mark? Sounds like I mean, it. I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to be here for a minute, uh, but at the same time, I'm starting, as my son get older, he's already traveling, you know what I'm saying? He's already getting out, so it, it ain't like we're going to just be here. I've always, even when I was in Atlanta, like Meeks was saying, I wasn't just in Atlanta. Nah. I was in oh, Atlanta yeah. as a hub, yeah. but, you know, I was still up top. I was still overseas. I was still down in New Orleans. I was still out west i was still here Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's just about moving around that's just me naturally and my people the same way i'm doing for my son you know my people's was big on my mom's was big on that yeah nah what you doing go here you got family here you need to go here Uh, you got family here you need to go here yeah so that's why i've always moved around the music to me always been just a part of me it never been Right, like this big persona where, oh, he's the rapper, this, this, and that, and I walk around with my chain out, and hmm. I'm just showing up to stand around or be behind a fucking curtain or nah, nah, <laughs> <laughs> right. because I've seen those niggas before they was that, so, and you know they, that ain't really not, never been nothing special to me. Right. That's the thing. Right. Living in Atlanta too, when it was really like Black Hollywood, we was in them spots with being there. I right. was at spots when you looked outside, you seen all the cars lined up all down the strip. The Lambos, all that shit. Niggas in there popping bottles, throwing money in the air, doing this, that, that, that. And at the end of it, when you leave and shit, you're like, yo, we just stood around for like three hours in there. Word, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. You know that was a, that was a time I was in uh, Club One Twelve. What was it? Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday again for almost a year straight. Damn, you were in it like that, dude. A lot, of time, a lot you of times, a lot of times, yeah, though. a lot of times we was in the parking lot because it was really popping in <laughs> yeah. the parking lot. But <laughs> right. yeah, one twelve, yeah, it got it got real. It got I got real comfortable in in spots like that. You were in the <laughs> club eight days a week. Yeah, <laughs> yo, it yeah. was easy too, fam. Yeah. It was easy to do that. Man, that shit was crazy. Like, I would be at Follies just getting drinks and shit. <laughs> this is like. 1999, 2000, right. 2001, when it wasn't really no black joints at Follies. Follies used to be all, because 
we would be in like uh, Magic City, Gentlemen's, Blue Flame, whatever. And then we'd be like, all right, we got all the chuck. Then we would go to Follies for like, okay, here's the fucking the Mexican joints and the Asian, the bad thick Asian joints right. that nobody knows about. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know what I'm saying? That was that era. Now it's like Follies is like Hollywood. I'll be seeing niggas talk about Follies. I'm like, you talking about Follies? Yeah. Like that's some mainstream oh, shit. <laughs> It was Atlanta is a completely different place now, man. Man, completely. Wow, yeah, it's crazy. Completely different. Yeah, it is crazy, man. Wow. Yeah, y'all, it's getting too. It's getting too Hollywood, man. That's yeah. what. That's what people are telling me. Like the shit is the traffic is crazy, and it's getting a little, little bit more Hollywood than it was. Yeah. Well, it's literally Hollywood. I mean, that's that. Basically, I mean, yeah. in my opinion, that's really what's changed the face of this place. Is that Hollywood money? I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't think people um, understand um, how much of an impact that tax uh, program has had on the city and the state because it's it's just blown the whole shit wide open. I it's, mean, uh, well, I, I see it year round. Um, the different sets and um, craft services and stuff set up around downtown. It's it's just a constant, consistent thing now. So yeah, it really is Hollywood in Atlanta right now. Like, and like even if the here's you my know thing. what added to that though, New Orleans, the dickheads in the fucking downtown city council, they stopped the tax breaks for Hollywood. They capped it. Right. Right. So yeah. then Hollywood about a year and a half almost yeah, about a year and a half ago. That's the shit that sent it back all up to Atlanta because New Orleans when I got here was booming. Think oh, yeah. about all the movies over the last seven years was mainly filmed here because after Katrina they started inviting all Hollywood down here. Oh yeah, well Louisiana, film. yeah, Louisiana was the blueprint for um, you know, Basically, uh, a lot of people in a lot of states in the South, but not only the South, but on the East Coast, trying to get that Hollywood money and creating these tax break programs. But what people didn't realize is, you know, one, essentially how corrupt it was in Louisiana and probably still is. It's, it's got to be. It's Louisiana. It the other thing is, is that when they tried to do it the right way, a majority of the states went fucking dead broke. That's what happened up in Michigan. And then um, uh -huh. somehow, uh, you know, Atlanta apparently had some real smart motherfuckers design a plan that one, didn't make the state go broke and two, help rich people get richer or stay richer. So that's well, the thing is, too, Atlanta has Kasim Reed, who is a brilliant motherfucker in his own right. Yeah. He doesn't get enough credit for what he does. Yeah. Really, the mayors in Atlanta have been some of the most really industrious people who should be emulated. Um, with the simple plans, you know how he opened up the whole belt line, yep. what, he, what he's doing with downtown, with Pont. He's got some other plans with the transportation. You know, the biggest boon to Atlanta is still the racism. The racism is still blocking fucking Marta from moving out of the 1930s. Right. right. Marta, if you could get Marta right, Atlanta will be will match all the cranes because 
they building up all these little matchstick houses and all the cranes and everybody building up like you're trying to build a mini New York. That's cool. But you can't build a mini New York with California traffic. You can't. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If, if that happened, I would move because this motherfucker would absolutely explode, dude. If Marta went outside, well, it, 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 would, it, would be, it would be too much. I mean, there's too much now. But if, if if they opened up Marta to include all of Metro Atlanta and connect all the counties, dude, I would be out of this motherfucker, man. I'm moving. <laughs> I might be moving down to fucking New Orleans or some shit because this place will go well, through I, the roof. Well, that's, that's the biggest dilemma right there is that, that public transportation. And if they don't get it solved, Always the influx of people yeah. who are still coming down there, look at the projections for 2020, dog. You expecting another couple million people? Oh, now. I know, I know. I'm just trying to get my kids so, out of high school. I'm, I'm just, I'm just not trying to move until I can get my kids out of the house, and then we're out of this motherfucker, man. I'm not going to be able to take this place too much longer. <laughs> now that being, I just, well, being, I just had my fourth, yeah. and he's three months old. That means I'm here yeah, for at least another it, eighteen years. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going nowhere, man. No, not, not, not for eighteen years. Not for eighteen years. So it's I, a comfort I, zone in Atlanta, yo. I love the city. I, I mean, when I go there, I fall right back into it. I see people I always have seen. You know, we was pretty integral in a scene in that city. So it's like, yo, I still see motherfuckers every time I oh, go yeah. back there. Oh, it's nah. comfortable. It's hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm not dealing with the stress and the traffic, and it it started getting a little bit too regular for me. Yeah. And I was there for a good minute. Man. I was over oh, yeah. in Atlanta over a decade. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens, so, man. They're not going to fix that public transportation, though. They're not fixing that shit. Nah, they they can't. They just can't seem to get it right, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to pay for so it. So what do you think? What do you? I'm going to ask you this. What do you think about what's going on with the influx of people to the city that's driving up the cost of living? And the rental prices and the fucking skyrocketing real estate values is great if you've been in and you got in. Like if I've been in and I was in, you know, within the perimeter, not outside, inside the perimeter, in this downtown Atlanta. Yes, great, wonderful. That's where shit is popping. But I see the alternatives. You see what they're trying to do in Alpharetta. And old Roswell, you know, they're developing yep. different things for for the outer spheres, so to speak. So, you know, you for know, me, it, for me, for me, and what I see in Atlanta, like for me, for every step or two or three steps they take forward, um, what I want to say, development wise, uh, infrastructure wise, I think they take just as many steps back. You know, and it kind of keeps it progressing and not progressing, and just you just got this huge stalemate. Like the whole situation with the with the stadiums downtown and the Braves moving and all that. That's just uh, that's just goo gobs of money just out the window, man. Like crazy. And then at the same time, you're trying to figure out where Georgia State got $53 million to right. develop some <laughs> right, shit that the Braves it, wanted the whole time. And you yeah. think about exactly. how these people play the game, 
you think about all the money that's now around where that stadium is. Yeah. Because all that real estate and development, I'm sure the developers are tied in with all this shit somewhere oh, yeah. along the line, oh, too. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. motherfuckers yeah. are like, all right, how when you get a certain amount of money, and I've, I, you know, I'm not rich, but I've been around a couple of people who have bread. They play with money. Mm. They oh, pay yeah. themselves. Oh, yeah. They figure out ways to pay themselves. And they homies. And everybody <laughs> eats and pays each other. That's how the rich get richer. So these motherfuckers, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. We Having you people put your money up and your tax money and this and that. We're going to divert some of it to this. And we're going to eat off that. And then we'll break each other down off of this. And you'll form this business for this company. Oh, well, we're going to need this. Oh, well, I'm going to form a business for this company. And you're going to get... That's how these people operate. Oh, yeah. It's back and scratching you, and funny money, man. All, all all day. Every day of the week. That's all That's all it really they is. They get it, man. Yeah. Nobody going to rob you like a dude with a fucking buttoned up collar and a tie, man. That's right. Yep. You worried about somebody with a mask on and hoodie. <laughs> yeah, right. These motherfuckers with the ties on oh, yeah. coming through like I'm taking everything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Woo! All right. Well, don't yeah, ask man. me about rap, man. <laughs> don't ask you don't about rap. Don't tell me I'm a rapper and, and put me next to these niggas on 106 and Park or whatever the fuck is on right now. Nah, that's not happening. I don't ever. give a fuck about it. I don't give a fuck about that. Like, <laughs> that's that's such a ever. small part of my life that I'm thankful that I have a couple people who listen to and care about it and bang that shit. Yeah, I'm very grateful and I appreciate and I'm thankful. Because it really saved my life, and I've always loved music. So doing art is always something, you know. I I feel deeply. I'm I'm at peace with where I'm at and what I've done. Like I've okay. been around big people have told me I'm nice. So I'm I was good already uh, over 10, 15, 20 years ago when I even to keep rhyming and keep doing this shit. So the fact that people still care now is a big testament. Because like yo, how many people? How many? Hundreds of thousands of people have we seen come and go? A lot. Yeah, a lot. Still coming and going, actually. Yeah. Pause. Uh, So, you know, uh, Mark, not not this uh, album, but the 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 first Blockhead album. That was that was my that was a soundtrack to uh, that was my gym soundtrack for about two or three weeks. Man, no lie. Anybody ever told you that? They were they like they 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 put it on at the gym. I don't know what it was about the first LP, man, but I could push play at the beginning, and that was basically. I, I don't know how that worked out because that never happens, but that was my it, my, my workout. It was a joint. more up tempo feel. Yeah, yeah, it was. The beats were more banging, and I, I specifically chose that one to be more up tempo and harder, like like more aggressive like that. Yeah. This one is a little smoother. Right. So it's like a yin and a yang. Yeah. But no, what I've been told though, is that what I know about that project Mm -hmm. is different people have told me they like different joints. Oh, okay. So usually when different people tell me they bang different joints or somebody has told me it aged really well. And I'm like, damn, you know, you surprised it aged well. And I'm like, it was two years done before you heard it. <laughs> right. Didn't sound <laughs> you know like I mean? it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To, to your point. Well, yeah. to you, I'm like, dog, it's a couple of years old before you're hearing it. So that's why I'm like, yo, this one, 
the presentation is a little different, and that's why I'm presenting it on vinyl. Right. Because that's how the, the current one, I really wanted it to get that A-side, B-side feel. Like, there's a definite A-side and there's a definite B-side to this drink. So, right. you know, the, the first one, it was put together in a way that, like, I picked it to be a, an aggressive ride from top to bottom. The drinks that I thought was kind of um, not as aggressive, I pulled off of there. I tell you what, I need... Post- That's shouting no as well from the kind of linguist. You know, we did Machete Vision. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I learned from him because I was kind of salty. We didn't do a couple more songs that was at that I, I wanted to add on there that I thought was crazy. And it ended up being like the lesson really I learned was, okay, this is, this is the gem that an artist really needs is editing a writer. You know, it don't matter if you write for a fucking blog, a website, a book, magazine, music you need an editor so to be able to edit you you might have to cut some shit that you really 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 like to make the whole shit stronger right right absolutely you are so that's what we did you know i'm saying we edited and we made it so i made that shit like a pill to where it was like really up tempo um, higher BPMs all the way through, and I think this most smooth joint is like the last song or right. the middle joint. It's probably only two slower, more um, just mellower joints on there. Y'all had some folks early on that uh, on that joint with no too, Mark, like Anna Wise and Bronson and Mayhem. And <clears throat> I saw that. That's y'all were that's real a, early. That's on all early. That Hell yeah. That, yeah, but that again, that was. That was us putting our heads together. Like, Noah was already working with Anna Wise, and I liked her a lot. And I was like, yo, please get her on the album. And we got her on. And Bronson and Mayhem, I just had a cool rapport with them. More so Mayhem than Bronson. Like, I met Bronson a little after him. But I was like, I had a website that was really, really supportive of them early, early. When people were still kind of like, fuck Action Bronson. He sounds like Ghostface. And... Yeah. It was like mayhem. I don't really fuck with him. Right. Like I was fucking with this shit super, super, super hard because I was like, I see what, I see what they're coming with. Like I see the chamber they, that they're in right. and what they're bringing back to New York is necessary. And it was like, yeah, I wanted to get them on some shit. You know what I'm saying? When I was, mm-hmm. it just ended up, I was working on the album because I, I usually don't go outside for features. Right. But I was like, yo. If I'm doing an official album, I'm gonna do like a label, like a real major label would do, and I'm gonna get some people I really feel who they don't really, they're kind of buzzing, but not really yet. And I got them. I got FT from Street Smarts, who was yeah. a dude I was a fan of back in like 1998. Oh yeah, Metal Things. Just yeah. end up working with um, huh? Metal Things. Yeah, Metal Things is a fucking classic. Yeah. So you look at that, like okay. They had a lot of people on there. Action Bronson, yeah. and, him, and these yeah. people early. Mm-hmm. Anna Wise was on Kendrick's album. Yeah, Man, no. That's Grammy, crazy. You Grammy got a nominated. award winner on your song. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, award winner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so Pete the Drink with Blocking. Yeah. The Blues Brothers is on it. Those are dudes I feel like they could blow up the same fucking way in like the next two years. One dude that I wanted to get on Machete Vision who it just didn't end up working out 
and I didn't get a, a chance to even get him to track. We was going to get Rock Marsh on that joint too. Hmm. No word. Yeah. That would have been nasty. Yeah, it would have been yeah. nasty. But um, look at the new joint I got with uh, the kid Conway. A lot of people yeah, are talking man. about him. Oh, now. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I got the fe- that feature from him before the West Side Gun Fly God album came out. I had that feature from him. Yeah. I was sitting on that that song um, <laughs> until we got the album all the way right. But yeah. this is another thing. Like, in two years, they'd probably be talking about Conway or something. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. I tell you what, though, your man Flux went off on the art on both of those blockhead joints, man. Wow. Absolutely. I need posters of that shit, man. You need to do posters of that, uh, uh both of those. I got posters of the new one. I'm going to have them at the show. Oh, shit. Dope. For both? For both yeah. records? And I'm going to have some vinyl with me, too. Like, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, I'm glad we talked about a couple different topics because I wanted to put everything into proper perspective when people think about me and music. Yeah. Me and music is really art. Like, I really, really, I'm not a rap guy. I don't wear a fucking rope chain to sleep. I don't get up rapping. I don't freestyle <laughs> to my fucking neighbors. I don't hang out mixtapes at motherfucking the gas station. I'm not running up on people online talking about please listen to my music and retweet my songs. Yeah, I'm not spamming niggas. I'm not emailing everybody. I'm dropping shit. For a certain listener, a certain demographic of people mm-hmm. who just turn out to be collectors of fucking fine art. They, they really buy the shit. They treasure it. They tell me about it. And it comes out and shit be selling for like $35. Yeah. I've seen a project, a mixtape I sold back in fucking Apache, word to DJ Ox. Rest in peace, my nigga. No, rest Word. in peace, Ox. Like a, a fucking mixtape, I would have sold him. I seen that shit on this guy sell for one hundred and thirty something dollars. That's crazy. Wow, that's crazy. What mixtape yeah. is that? So it's called Snake Eyes vs Storm Shadow. <laughs> I'm not here for you. I'm not. I'm not rhyming for you. I'm rhyming for me first, and then I'm rhyming for a select few people who understand and get what the fuck I'm saying. That's who I do this shit for. That's why I'm like, it doesn't matter if you're talking about today, 10 years from now, 10 years ago, 30 years from now, it won't matter because the shit will stand up. Nobody's going to give a fuck like that. I had Action Bronson on an album 40 years from now that the fact I had him on there, what, what is it? Almost seven years ago. Yeah, that's very true. So all they're going to look at it is like, oh, shit, this is a rare joint that this dude is featured on. Right. Or this is a rare song. Or, oh, wow. Somebody got to really go in the folder or the files and look back like, oh, this dude has some shit with this. Or this, 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 this. Right. That's why the artwork is so strong. From Flux, he bodied both of them, but Whew, it, was a, it was a mix of visions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I told him what I wanted, and he captured it perfectly, man. That's dope. Yeah, shit's banging. Yeah, that's one of the better. Always. That's one of the better uh, album cover, uh, album covers I saw the year it came out, and even this year, hands down. Nice. Yeah. Well, wait till you see the vinyl. The I vinyl can't wait. Is fucking, yeah, the I can't vinyl wait. is crazy. And again, I, I try to give gems to a lot of artists all the time, man. I'm like, Yo, take, take off. Don't give people dirty songs. Yeah. Broke up with songs. 
But again, who am I to give advice? I'm comfortable where I am in life, but you might not be comfortable in the same place. Yep, I don't give a fuck about showing what I have to people. I almost delete my fucking Instagram every week, and then every week I put on some different shit that's kind of personal. Right. Hmm. That's you what know, I... I'm, a, I'm a fucking, I'm a mix like everyone else, but at the same time, I definitely don't overshare because I don't, I got a different motivation for why I do things. I don't give a fuck about everybody getting me or being the man. I've been the man several times in my life. And you know what I discovered? Nobody really likes the man. You be in the club or you be in the spot. And yeah, people handing you trees, people buying you drinks, chicks sitting on your lap, everybody dapping you up, everybody hugging you. There's 35, sometimes 40 people around, sometimes 20, 30 people around. And when you leave, you like, yo, man, out of all them people, I really don't fuck. Like, we really don't fuck with each other like that. <laughs> right. That's very true. And once you go through that cycle in your life a few times, and I've moved around, so I've been a new kid so many different times in my life. Like I said, man, when I came to Atlanta, I came with two duffel bags. That's it. Yeah. I didn't know anybody. I knew no one. So built from scratch and all that type of shit, man, and seeing the real and what's real and what's fake. And when people, when you got a record out or when you starting to pop or when you spending money and people around and hanging out for the ride and shit, man, when you master that, you see through all of that shit and you understand what's real and what's not, you'll be so much more happy and, and just freer and, you know, be damn near, near a hippie like I am. Like I said, I get up, I make my fucking fresh ginger mint tea. Yeah. yeah I blaze my little something. Mark Speck is fucking... a hippie now. Imagine that. <laughs> Mark Speck is a hippie. All right. Thanks a lot, Mark. We're wrapping it up now. Y'all heard it here first, folks. Mark Speck is a hippie. Southern Vanguard Radio, we're out. Nah, I'm fucking with you, Mark. <laughs> I love it, Mark. Yo, dope, man, man. For, for real. Like, if I had, yeah. I wish somebody had some shrooms right now with something, man. <laughs> man, I got a great, I got, I got a great shroom story, but I can't tell it because I, I had a, I, I, very, I had a very recent conversation with um, a friend, colleague, associate of ours, Meek, about mushrooms mm-hmm. and how a particular person. Uh, in, uh, you know, music, our, our kind of music circles, not that we personally know, but just someone was just like, like you, you would, you would see this person and, and you would think, yeah, I bet he's on those mushrooms and he makes some banging ass beats. And like, like this, this person confirmed that for me. So that's hilarious. that We're talking about mushrooms now. Cause I just had a conversation <laughs> with somebody about that shit. He's like, yeah, he really <laughs> is like the, the. The fucking like you know love peace and hippie hip hop guy. That's crazy. <laughs> That's me all day. Right. That's me all day. That's what's up. The oh man. Bars, yo, the hard bars is for real. Like that's some Philly shit. Yeah, we love you and kill you at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's classic. Well, man, Mark, thank you for your time tonight, brother. I man, really appreciate can't it. Can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks, too, bro. It's going to be good. And I can't wait to see y'all. I can't wait to be there, yo. It's going to be live. We had the Octopus Ball lobster rolls on me. Uh, All right. There hey, we go. 
Uh, shouldn't have said that because we're taking you up on it. Uh, so, yeah. so real not quick. The, not the night of the show, but the Sunday after. The su- <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I knew that was coming. Exactly. Exactly. Not the night of the show, but the Sunday after, a week later. When I'm not, no. Nah, the Sunday, the no, Sunday I'm after fucking next. With, I'm fucking with you. I'm the fucking Sunday with you. The Sunday after next when I'm not there. Uh, <laughs> All right, yeah, Mark. Man. Well, yo, I, I appreciate y'all, man. I know we shot the shit on a lot of different topics. Nah, it was good, man. When I want to really get across is that yeah. I'm super appreciative, man, and, and the effort and the love and all that is felt and, and um, you know, I'm I'm at peace, man. So I'm here for now. I'm doing my thizzy and I'm happy. My son coming up, listening to to all kind of Diodato and oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying and, and, and sugar and all kind of different things. So, you know, his first hip hop album was Supreme Clientele. So my my hope is that he's iller than me at whatever he do. That's what's up. Indeed. Come all right, Mark, on. real quick, where can people go? to uh to to get some music get some shirts or posters or vinyl or wh- whatever it is that you have cooking where can they go let's leave it with that you hit me at um mark speck m-a-r-q-s-p-e-k-t at grochyparty.com go to grochy party g-r-i-l-c-h-y party p-a-r-t-y dot com cop the vinyl i'm doing limited edition um vinyl for the Keep Playing Blockhead Project. I'll probably double back eventually, do some vinyl for Just Play With It. Um, I'm going to try to do some vinyl for the Gary Wilson Project. I did Broken Mazes, which is really, was really, really out there. I don't know if either of you had a chance to hear that. I put it up on the web for a limited time and pulled it. Hmm. I remember it coming out, and I don't think I was able to sit with it. And I've forgotten that you had done that when I went back to do the research for the interview. So I, uh, that'd be yeah. dope. Uh, you, you definitely got a market for that, man. That project definitely needs to be on vinyl. There's no doubt about it. Everybody who heard it told me that, and yeah. I'm going to follow up with them. And I may do some like a special 7-inch that's yeah. still like a 33. Yeah. But just a special seven inch with that because the cover art and the back cover is so crazy. Um, but that's it, man. I'm trying to transition over into the vinyl, uh, seeing as how things go and to where my niche, my real, real market is, is that where people like respect the art and they're like, yo, it ain't, it ain't a couple hundred, but let's see. You know right. what I'm saying? Yep. If, no if I could sell 200, 300 pieces of vinyl, I'll be very happy, man. And that's what we got on the streets right now. Keep Playing is out now. Shouts to Fat Beats. They they picked up a bundle oh. and they, they got them out on the streets early. But this dropping officially December 16th. Get that shit for your Christmas tree. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. The, the fucking the cover is immaculate. Yeah, it is. As soon as you put that shit on your record player, Listen, man. All right. And uh, you can get a copy in person December 27th. Damn. 529 ATL. Yeah. Mark Speck, the one and only Rex, Rex. the one and only Docino, John Doe, and South Memphis motherfucking Meeks will be in the house that night. That's going to be a hell of a show. That's that's scary. We're going to have some fun, man. So. 
Mark, thank you again, my brother. Good luck to you the rest of the year. Yeah, man. Man, appreciate y'all, man. And and y'all stay up. No doubt. Much prosperity with the show, man. I'm digging it. Everybody tune in. Southern Vanguard Radio. We out. Appreciate you, man. Word. All right, Meeks. Yeah. Well, man. hey. That's about what I expected, actually. I would not expect anything less. Nah, that was a uh, classic conversation right there, man. That's that's <laughs> that's like uh, that's just like if he was sitting right here. Oh, absolutely. It There's no doubt the about same it. Same way. That's like that's like every conversation I've had with Mark. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree with you on that, man. Good all, all the way right. around, man, for sure. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. So again, five two nine. December 27th, if, yes. you, if you're in the A, you're passing through, you live here, whatever, come out. It's going to be a dope show. Going to see some shit. And, uh, you know, Feel stay tuned. Shit. Southern Vanguard Radio, twice a week, Tuesdays, yes. Thursdays, SoundCloud, iTunes, Podcast, MixCloud, Stitcher Radio. Yep. We out. We out. Peace. Peace.